Just two days before her death, a camera captured a thin, hollow-looking Sophie Lyonnais sitting in front of a fireplace. The au pair was being starved and tortured by her London host family for weeks. In her last photo, she looks like a frail old woman, but Sophie was only 21 years old. Not long after it was taken, her employers beat her to death, then tried to dispose of her body on the family grill. Why did they so completely destroy this once vibrant girl? The answer to that question is the strangest part of this story. I'm Chris, and this is True Crime Recaps. In 2016, Sophie came to London from a little town in France to work on her English, and she found a job as an au pair with Sabrina Quidere and her boyfriend, Wiesam Maduni. In exchange for room and board and a generous salary, she agreed to take care of Sabrina's two small children. The arrangement looked fabulous. The family lived in a million-dollar house in the upscale Wimbledon neighborhood. Sabrina was a glamorous fashion designer and makeup artist. Weesom was a sophisticated banker, and the children, two young boys, adored her. But looks can be deceiving. Sophie had no idea she'd joined a very strange family with an odd dynamic and a deadly obsession. This is where it gets a little complicated, so bear with me. Sabrina and Weesom, Sam, had been together off and on for years. When she finished a relationship, he was there to step back in as her boyfriend. The two children Sophie was hired to look after were both from Sabrina's previous relationships. One of the boys was allegedly the child of the ex Sabrina was still obsessed with. And when I say obsessed, I want you to think fatal attraction. The object of her obsession was pop star Mark Walton. Mark is a former member of the Irish boy band Boyzone, a popular group during the 90s. After he left the group, he went on to become a powerful music mogul, working with big names such as Jennifer Lopez and Enrique Iglesias. His path crossed Sabrina's in 2011. Mark recalls being madly in love with her at first, saying she was his life then. They quickly moved in together and grew closer, but as time went on, she started showing the darker sides of her personality. Mark remembers it as probably the most turbulent relationship he's ever been in. She would flip, get very angry, very loud, and she wouldn't care where they were. Nevertheless, he stayed with her until things got really out of hand. At the end of their two-year relationship, Sabrina's irrational jealousy had turned dangerous. She had a son from an earlier relationship, and one by one, the nannies they hired to look after him were fired for flirting with Mark. She even installed hidden cameras in their house to catch him in the act. Then, out of the blue, she told him she was pregnant and left to France to stay with family. Not long after that, she told him she had miscarried and he should get on with his life without them. Later, he found out that the baby was alive and well, although it's not clear if he was the biological father. However, he believed he was and he wanted to support the child. By this time, he had in fact gone on with his life and moved to Hollywood, but he kept sending child support to Sabrina. Money she used to support her and Sam's lavish lifestyle, including paying the rent on the expensive Wimbledon flat. But even as she spent his money, she was making outlandish claims about him. She accused him of crazy things like sexually abusing their cat and using black magic to succeed in the music business. Only problem was none of these claims were based in any reality. 
For example, they didn't even own a cat. And she called London police dozens of times with wild accusations. She set up fake social media accounts to spread completely false rumors that he was a pedophile. The police eventually told her to leave Mark alone, but she didn't obey. Her bizarre hatred consumed her until she was telling everyone how despicable her famous ex was. One shop owner recalls Sabrina walking up to him with a picture of Mark and asking him if he'd ever seen the man before. When he said he hadn't, she warned him that the man in the photo was dangerous and shouldn't be trusted. And that wasn't the only strange thing they did to raise eyebrows. They were always dressed to the nines, but they'd leave their garbage out for days, sometimes parked in front of the neighbor's driveways, and were usually late with the rent. The peculiar family only got more suspicious when Sophie moved in. Londoners who saw her described her as a quiet, shy French woman who started exhibiting behavior that went beyond shyness. Witnesses claim they knew something wasn't right about her appearance and demeanor during her stay on Wimbledon Park Road. One witness claims Sophie told them that Sabrina had hit her. They asked her why, and she said her crime was dropping butter on the floor. But no one knew the extent of what was really going on behind closed doors. That information would not come out until Sophie had been completely and utterly destroyed. At some point in the year she was with them, a deluded Sabrina began imagining her au pair and Mark were together and she somehow convinced her faithful standby, Sam Maduni, that Mark and Sophie were out to get them. Why would he believe her? Her ex says she was incredibly manipulative. Take their first date, for example, or what he and a dozen other men thought was a date. In actuality, she convinced all of them to join her at an event that turned out to be an introduction to a pyramid scheme. And to make it even worse, Mark actually signed on just to make her happy. As the years went by, she just got more and more dangerous. Sophie lived the last 12 days of her life like a prisoner of war, which is pretty much exactly what she was. Sabrina accused her of sleeping with Mark, spying on the family, and drugging them and the children. In reality, the two had never met, and Mark lived thousands of miles away in Los Angeles. Nevertheless, Sabrina seemed to believe her own BS with every fiber of her being, as evidenced by the hours and hours of interrogation tapes recorded on the couple's cell phones. She played the bad cop role, while good old Sam joined in as the not-as-bad cop. Throughout the interrogation, Sabrina slapped her, starved her, beat her with electrical cords and used psychological torture to force the terrified au pair into confessing to her outlandish claims and theories. During one recorded interrogation session, Sabrina tells Sophie that whenever she comes home, she smells like sex. She then asks Sophie where the house is, and by house she means the meeting place where Sophie and Mark have their alleged affair. Sophie doesn't answer the question, so Sabrina threatens to accuse her of sexually abusing her children, warning her she'll send her to prison for 40 years if she doesn't talk. This was the culmination of weeks and maybe months of abuse. The so-called generous salary they offered to pay her had shrunk to $68 a month. Then they stopped paying her altogether. Her mother in France got letters saying she was unhappy and wanted to come home. She sent her money, but somehow it never made it to her. According to investigators, the duo never intended for Sophie to leave. They confiscated Sophie's passport along with a plane ticket to France, which her mother had sent her. By September 2017, the couple was keeping her prisoner. 
They restricted how much food she ate and kept her isolated in a cramped, dark room in the house. In one of the tapes, Sabrina tells a hungry Sophie that she just fed her. With her ticket out of London literally gone, the beatings, starvation, and Sabrina's threats looming over her head, prosecutors allege Sophie felt like escaping was impossible. Out of desperation, she finally gave Sabrina what she was looking for, a confession. In this forced lie, she confessed to drugging Sam so Mark Walton could have sex with him. It's so bizarre it, it seems unreal, but it would be the death of her. On September 20th, 2017, London firefighters responded to a call from Wimbledon Park Road. The caller was complaining about a foul smell and an unusual amount of black smoke coming from their neighbor's patio. Firefighters arrived on the scene to find Sam grilling chicken in the yard, but that didn't explain the horrible smell. When they examined the fire pit, they noticed jewelry, clothes, and a human nose and finger bones in the ashes. It was a sheep carcass, Sam said. In response, they called the police. Sure enough, investigators sifted through the charred remains and found a shattered jaw and four broken ribs. The body was so damaged they couldn't even tell if it was male or female. It took a lab to reveal they had found the couple's doomed au pair, Sophie Lyonnais. Sabrina's deadly delusions killed this loving, gentle girl. After they found what remained of her body, they discovered a note in the room where she was kept. It said only, Why me? I need help to stop them. But no help would come. In the end, Sabrina turned against her longtime partner. On the stand, she accused Sam of drowning Sophie, then demanding to have sex next to her body. He, in turn, claims he fell asleep while Sophie lay submerged in the tub. He says he woke up to Sabrina telling him she wasn't breathing and he needed to hide her suitcases and burn the body. But neither Sabrina nor Sam could manipulate the judge and jury. Despite their best finger-pointing efforts, they were both found guilty of murdering Sophie Lyonnais and sentenced to 30 years behind bars. As for their children, the other victims of their madness, it's not clear what became of them, but we can only hope they were saved when their nanny wasn't. <laughs> 